right, welcome back to another uh, another episode of Two Friends, uh, Three Questions. Uh, we are back for round two, unfortunately. Woo! Woo! All right. So, uh, yeah, we've got... Uh, would you like to start off with the lightning round, just to kind of get things going? I would. I would like to start off with the lightning round. However, I wanted to include... Uh, so, last week, first first episode out the gate of the podcast... I had like maximum three hours of sleep that night and, but I didn't want to cancel cause I felt like <laughs> we had like worked and like tried to get ideas together and we were, you know, really sure. wanting to do it. So I was like, man, I cannot fucking cancel, but I couldn't sleep that night. I felt terrible. And then like, I, I mean, like I didn't even sleep in bed. I went and slept on the couch Damn, because I just like was so not comfortable and didn't feel good. So I, I woke up like, I think we, I don't know. We started like 1030. I woke up at like 10. Yeah. 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 Scrambled. Getting, I did too. <laughs> yeah. Scrambled getting ready. Just, just felt like utter shit. And I don't remember a single thing we talked about. <laughs> um, because of you were just so like tired and feeling crappy, not because of the alcohol, correct? No, I mean, I'm sure like that beer probably didn't help. Cause I was already like yeah, okay. sleepy. And I remember like, right. I drank like, so much coffee to try and counterbalance but then i drank like yeah. too much coffee <laughs> oh no dude i was out of it so bad so <laughs> i hope i hope it went well i really do i think it went really well yeah i, I was pretty excited about it uh i'll uh, i'll send it over so you can hear yeah um, i would love to you- hear what i said <laughs> love to hear uh and then you you went to work shortly after that correct how did that go uh, work went fine usually when i get yeah. to work uh i could either a go on autopilot because I've done it for so long yeah. or two, I could kind of just like, you know, compensate. I could kind of just turn it on. This thing about customer service, man, I could, I could turn it on when I need to. Yeah. And, uh, that's also the thing about working at a convenience store. Half of the things they sell are to remedy hangovers. So that's also true. Take your pick energy drinks, Tylenol. It's all there. Exactly. I pop some aspirin, <laughs> drink a monster. I was good to go. <laughs> Pop the Molly and you're good. <laughs> Pop the Molly and I'm good. Uh, that's phenomenal. Well, hopefully uh, this week will be even better. So I guess we will find out. Hopefully. hopefully. Uh, <laughs> what about, maybe maybe the premise of the podcast is I have to like uh, I have to blackout drink and stay up for 48 hours before we record because that's the only way it's good. I'm down to try that if you are. Because <laughs> <laughs> now it will be bad now that I have like a clear head. For the most yeah, part. Right. <laughs> well, that was fucking dry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it gets to that. All right, well, let's do it. Let's get into the lightning round. Uh, I like you going first on the lightning round. Okay. Because okay. my I also wrote five questions last night. Like just nice. when I realized we were gonna do it again, I was like, oh yeah. shit, and <laughs> I don't even remember them. So <laughs> okay. Um. So I uh you may proceed with the lightning yeah, round. Yeah, all right. Okay, so lightning round. Uh, question number one I got. What is your favorite hot sauce of choice and why? Oh, dude, Frank's Red Hot. Frank's Red Hot? All right. That's a good classic go-to, man. I'm a fan. It, it Yeah, it's probably basic, um, but I don't know. I just fucking love it. Like, I just love Frank's Red Hot because of its consistency. Mm-hmm. Because what I've learned about hot sauce is that it's very easy to for it to change batch to batch. Hmm. Uh, not not Frank's Red Hot, always the same every time, and I love it. I put that shit on everything. <laughs> yes, you do. No, I really that's do. A, that, that's a really good answer. It's really good stuff. Uh, that's probably my second favorite. I would say my first is like sriracha because I'm also basic. But <laughs> yeah, is sriracha even hot sauce? I I consider it hot sauce. I mean, it's not, mm, yeah, I don't know. It's like a <laughs> spicy <is>, ketchup. <laughs> we should move on. Hey, I we like the episode on. where they talk about hot sauce for 20 minutes. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is comedic gold, and it doesn't get better than this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, uh, question two. What is something that you're really bad at? Oh, God, there's so many. <laughs> um, Shit, that was dark. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, what am I really bad bad at i don't know giving a shit i mean really in life i just i'm really i 
I'm trying to think of a way to word it to not make myself sound like a sociopath. <laughs> I'm really bad about people in public that do fairly minute things, but that are rude. Oh, okay. Yeah, I totally understand that. So, for example, I was in a speedway, mm-hmm. and uh, it was one of those speedways where they have, like, a cafe food part to it. Mm-hmm. And this guy, this very white-collar, one-percenter kind of dude, mm-hmm. was berating this guy at the speedway because they're, they had a they had a miscommunication about, like, where the line started, where he should order his food. There was just some confusion, hmm. and I think the guy, the customer got embarrassed, which hmm. happens. I've yeah. been there. But what he decided to do was berate this guy about it. So Damn. what I decided to do was to intervene, which didn't really help, but he's <laughs> he's like, I've worked in the rest. I own my own restaurant. I've been doing it for 20 years and that's not how you do it. It's like, I don't know what you expect to do in life. Young man. I just walked up to him and I'm like, bro, stop. <laughs> like nice. and this dude gets paid. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was just pissed. He yeah. just got more mad. Yeah. And he's like, well, you look like you do, you know, nothing like he, and then he started <laughs> to break me. And I'm Holy like, this shit. dude gets paid fucking minimum wage. He doesn't get paid to listen to your bullshit. Right. All right. If you really have a problem, talk to a manager. Don't sit here and berate this guy, yeah. all right? Because if yeah. you did work a kitchen job, you would fucking know that people like you are assholes. So, yeah. see, and I'm already Damn, angry, dude. and that's, that's amazing. what I'm... But, see, that's what I'm bad at in life is I, I take it... I feel like I have to step in, like, if somebody cuts in line or, like, somebody kind of, like, is shitty to an employee, and it's really not my place. That's, it's just no, frustrating. That's, that's what I love about you. Street justice, Eli, man. Like... <laughs> Cleaning up the streets, <laughs> one douchebag at a time. One fucking I have douchebag a, at a time. I have a much more passive aggressive way of uh, dealing with those things. Uh, like, uh, I I also don't like when people do rude things, uh, such as uh, just this happened a few days ago at work. Uh, I was I was going into the bathroom, and I could see where they've got almost clear doors, so you can kind of see when someone is coming out of the bathroom. So there's always a lot of like awkward like almost running <laughs> right. into each other uh so right. i saw a guy coming so I, I i ran over and like grabbed the door held it open for him and for whatever reason he just ignored me didn't say thank you and that also is like one of my biggest pet peeves if you don't acknowledge the person who's holding a door for you and so like loudly i was just like you're welcome <laughs> and he just like looked at me like i'm the shittiest person but i was like no you're the shittiest person sir you are <laughs> yeah it's like acknowledge i'm there i mean i'll be staying in there and work and people walk in i'll be like oh hello and they'll and nothing they'll look yeah. dead me oh, dead in the eye me, right yeah that happened when i used me. to work at the coffee shop a lot too like no hey how's it going today uh large coffee Oh, no, I asked you how I, I asked how you were doing. <laughs> Not an answer to my question. Or, exactly. <laughs> large coffee must yeah. be must be going all right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So anyway, Street Justice Eli aside. Uh, right. <laughs> if you had a boat, what would you name it? If I had a boat, what would I name it? I would definitely include USS. Okay. That's a good answer. I don't know what it stands for. Yeah. Uh, I don't know either. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I would include that, like the USS. First thing, first thing came to mind: USS Pantaloons. <laughs> All right, I like it. Like, like the USS Pantaloon is what I would name a boat. Okay, cool. Well, someday we'll uh, we'll make that happen. Well, we'll make that dream a reality <laughs> after this podcast starts paying off handsomely. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Just a short matter of time. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, what celebrity would you least like to meet? And don't go with the obvious, like, anyone in the White House right now. Are they a celebrity, though? I mean, yeah, Trump was a celebrity before he was a president, so I would consider him Wait, a hold celebrity. up. You don't want to meet Trump? I do not want to meet Trump. Oh, dude. I want to spend... 24 hours with him. <laughs> are you so, kidding me so many questions that i don't <laughs> Dude, want answered <laughs> it would be the weirdest day of your life like i could not even imagine having a conversation that lasted more than five minutes with him. <laughs> that's true and it would be a hell of a story too oh yeah like and because you wouldn't talk about anything important like it would be like we yeah we talked about steaks for a half hour <laughs> right. like it would just be insane um, and McRibs, how it's kind of bullshit that they take him off the menu nine months out of the year. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he, 
<laughs> writing legislation about yeah, it. Right. Um, That's the Trump's America I want to live in. Year round <laughs> That's <grips>. right. <laughs> um, man, that honestly, the celebrity that I would least like to meet would probably be Logan Paul. Okay, yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah. Because I have been on that hate train for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And in light of recent events, I just feel like I would probably get into like an actual fist fight with him. He'd kick my ass. He's like 12 times bigger than me. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, that, that's all I had. Good stuff. Oh, that was your fifth round. one. That was my fifth. Oh, wow. I wasn't even paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, here we go. Mitch, you're on the chopping block. Once again, there is a right, right. or wrong answer to all these questions. Ah, no. You are the weakest link. <laughs> you are the weakest link. Uh, okay. Mitch, how do you like your eggs? Over medium. I don't even know. That answer pisses <laughs> that pisses me off. What is that? Uh, it's like over easy, but not quite as runny. Like, it's hard for me to oh explain. Oh, my God, but, like, dude. What? Uh, <laughs> Well, let me guess. You're a scrambled guy. No, I just, I don't, the fact, (laughs) I didn't even know that was an option (laughs) over medium. What? To me, they're either fried, like over, is over easy? This was a bad question. I don't know enough about eggs. No, that's a good, no, that's a good question. And uh, I don't either, but. uh. I just put them in the pan and I, to me, there's two options for eggs. You just scramble them or you just fucking. It just you, cook them normally and you, you just flip scram- them till they're done. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. You scramble them and then put them in a pan or you just crack it and put it into a pan. And that second option is like where you get your uh, over easy, over medium. I think over hard is an option. I might be making that up. Um, but it's basically <laughs> the same thing as a fried. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I like over easy eggs because I like the whites. The whites taste really good to me. Um, right, right. And I like also I like when you're eating like my favorite thing in the world is when you're eating like hash browns and then you just like br- break into an egg, cut open an egg and it kind of, you know, the goo kind of drips on your hash browns. And then you just got this like awesome potato like egg yellow mess. That's it's called orgasmic. the yolk. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You said you See? said like <laughs> you crack an egg open and then the goo. I was like, it's the yolk. It's the- you're Dude, right, we need to right, learn. Though. We're really low on our egg knowledge. We gotta, uh, we yeah, gotta up our egg to, game. Uh, it's not just egg knowledge; it's just knowledge in general. I think. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Second question: What was your first car? My first car was a 1986 uh, Oldsmobile. Um, yeah, Oldsmobile. I want to say like caprice classic one of those things it was shitty it was like a grandma car that had yeah. like well over a hundred thousand miles on it uh my i i am blessed because my parents did did buy me a car uh but it was an 800 hundred dollar car that was just all around shitty uh but yeah shortly after that uh i got my second car which i was pretty excited about i uh my my dad got this job where he uh he got this like company car with it so he he basically had uh, a car that he wanted to like you know keep but not drive so he let me drive it so that was my unofficial like second car was a pt cruiser which i drove for a very long time (laughs) yeah i remember the pt cruiser i've owned two pt cruisers well (laughs) wow really they're kind of they're they're kind of fucking tanks though weren't they like you drove the hell out of both of them, didn't you? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And it, it was always kind of having problems. It wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't super reliable. I had to kind of drop a decent amount of coin on it. But, yeah, I did drive it for basically when I turned 17 uh, up until uh, up until probably 2022, 20, 23. So. That's, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good run. Was was the Oldsmobile kind of like a boat? Was it just like one of those big ass Oldsmobiles that like? <laughs> yeah. So my favorite, uh, my favorite thing about the Oldsmobile, it was like so comfortable. It was like driving around in a couch. Like the it had like <laughs> those like plush seats or whatever. And that was always like the car of choice when we used to like go to like the drive-in movies with my friends and stuff because that was like so comfortable. <laughs> So. Was was your life a Tom Petty song? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, you you guys didn't have drive-in movie theaters? 
Well, I mean, I guess we did, but I didn't. I went to him when I was like eight. <laughs> uh, I went to I went to quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm a little bit jealous. Is probably where this where this uh, yeah. this anger comes from. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Because <laughs> your life yeah, sounds I mean, like, like a Tom Petty we song. Would, we would go to the drive-in picture show and then go over to the soda fountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay. All right. Next question. Yeah. What's your favorite Bruce Springsteen song, and why is it Thunder Road? <laughs> well, damn, you just knocked it out of the fucking park. <laughs> I don't really know how to respond to that, but Thunder Road is a very good answer. Um, I mean, I I can't really add on too much to that, but Bruce Springsteen is boss. I've got the Born in the USA album that plays a few times a year i break that bad boy out so <laughs> i expect it iron it's not i mean not you, just on fourth of july yeah right <laughs> do, do you actually i mean do, do you have a favorite bruce springsteen song that is mine obviously i, I, I don't think thunder think, rolled i don't like, i can't think of a favorite song off the top of my head but that's uh thunder road's a good one it's it's my favorite because i i believe that album the born to run album was his first major label album mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so to me that's like his first first song yeah like in a way yeah, like that's it's fair a, it's like it's his first like bruce springsteen song where it, it's like yeah. you know because it's the time it's the first song on the album yeah um, um i'm not i'm not one for like uh covers but there is actually a pretty good cover of that by and you're gonna make fun of me so much uh the guy from fun nate russ does a cover of it it's like a spotify oh, yeah. cover so um it's really stripped down like piano acoustic version but it's uh it's top notch it obviously doesn't have the same vibe as uh as uh, thunder road but yeah it's right. still, still still catchy as fuck see and you say that but i don't have a problem with fun that much because the lead singer what's his name nate russ uh, nate russ yeah because he was in a band before that called the compact the format. or oh. no the format yeah, That's yeah, what it yeah. Was. Oh yeah, I love the format. I love Nate Russ. Yeah, I kind yeah, I kind of I kind of wish the format like continued because I think that they had they were an interesting little band. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, no, I like that guy. Cool. All right. That's good to know. Um, all right. Next question. What do you get at Chipotle? Uh Walk me through your Chipotle order. So, First thing I do, I pull up a Chipotle, and then I drive to the nearest Qdoba. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then once I'm at Qdoba, I, I'm, I, I'm getting in line. It's like, yeah, I feel a lot better about this. Uh, <laughs> so, That's good. <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a bowl guy. Uh, I feel like you get, you get more food if you get the bowl compared to a burrito. Just It's easier to eat. You don't look like a dumbass. You don't have to mess with foil. And is the tortilla <laughs> really worth it? No. I mean, <laughs> so I, I get a chicken bowl. Uh, and I, I prefer Qdoba, again, because free guacamole, whereas the like Chipotle charges you like a dollar, two dollars. Um, so okay. it's free guacamole, uh, free, they've got queso and the queso is just to die for. So I'm a, I'm a keto guy through and through. Fair. That was a really fucking good answer. <laughs> I didn't expect any of that. <laughs> what, what, do you have an answer for that? What, for what I get at Chipotle? <laughs> yeah. What do you get at Chipotle? Yeah. I mean, first off I go in to the Chipotle. <laughs> That's your first actually, mistake. And I, and I actually place an order. Um, <laughs> I mean, we can't even get to the Chipotle Quidoba deb debate because it's we'll just be here all day. Oh yeah, that would take up about three podcasts. So. Yeah, so we can't even we can't even get in that. All right, <laughs> moving on. My favorite segment of a segment. Yes. Uh, mini segment. Uh, Mitchell Daisy, screw Mary, kill. <laughs> uh, Toby from the office. <laughs> Nelly dressed as Toby. And then Kendall, the faceless HR man that David Wallace mentions during Jim's interview before he asked Damn. Pam out on a date. <laughs> that last one is deep. Yeah, that's a deep cut, dude. Uh, damn. All right. Uh, kill Toby, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Off the bat. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Two bullets I think... and shoot Toby twice. <laughs> shoot Toby twice. Uh, I think I would... Uh, I would screw Nelly dresses Toby. 
Uh, it's going to be right. a weird experience, but you know, at the end of the day, she's a female and that's what I'm into, uh, dress like a male, which gets into some weird gray area that I don't know how I feel about. <laughs> that's uh, just don't even, just don't even think about it. <laughs> right. And also, uh, Nelly was always kind of annoying to me, like her, like her voice. And I, I love her as a character, but, uh, I just couldn't stand the way she just kind of like showed up and like took over the job and she was just way too weird for me to wrap my mind around. So I couldn't stand being married to her. That's fair. That's fair. You know, what's weird though. I always kind of thought she was attractive. I always found her like kind of like low key hot. I don't Hmm. really know why. I don't want to, I don't want to think about it too long. Yeah. I don't want to think about it too long either. (laughs) So I guess, so I guess I marry Kendall. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. I mean, he's got a steady job. He's got a steady uh, job. Yeah. Nobody likes him. Nobody likes um, him, for sure. But, yeah, okay, that's fair. I just, it's funny because I don't know if you remember the bit, but Jim finds that note from Pam. So he's, like, daydreaming. Mm-hmm. And David Wallace is like, I said, you, you, he's kind of, like, talking, and you could barely hear him, but he's like, yeah, you're going to like everybody here. There's only one guy you're not going to like. It's this guy, Kendall, from HR. <laughs> okay. Yeah, dude. I I totally forgot all about that, so that uh, that was deep. That was a deep yeah. cut. <laughs> it's, a, it's a deep office cut. I, yeah. I applaud you. Because <laughs> you never see him, and you, I don't think you ever hear about him again. So right, I just thought right. that was kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good answers. Good answers. Cool. what I expected. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I think so. I believe uh well that that's that's my that's my five that's my life uh all right Mitch first uh segment uh what you drinking I am drinking would you shit yourself if it was Michelob again I would I'd be fucking mad I'd, <laughs> I'd legit be mad I've got a Rheingeist knowledge today so Ooh. big step up from last week have big you had the knowledge uh no what kind of beer is it it is an imperial ipa oh jeez, so. no no and believe it or not i have not had that one yeah <laughs> no i believe it i believe it uh all right yeah pour pour the pour it out good good pour De- uh, decent pour uh i kind of i kind of no that's good end, but no yeah you right, got some of the carbonation okay? yeah okay yeah I that got was a about... good good fucking pour all right, I'd say there's about half an inch, half an inch to two thirds of an inch of head up there, so that's uh, I think that's probably safe. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the knowledge is probably one of my favorite Rheingeist beers. Uh, it's an Imperial IPA, which I didn't know what that meant until I Googled it about 20 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds Because right. I wanted to have something to share. Right. Uh, apparently, uh, I, I, Imperial IPA is basically just a uh, uh, beer company's uh, breweries trying to replicate what beer. Uh, would have been like back in the like 16 to 1700s uh, when uh, so I'm going to totally butcher a lot of information here but the gist I'm getting is that the hops is a natural preservative so when they were shipping beers like in ships and stuff that they would have to add more hops in order to preserve it and it it would lose flavor over time so they would increase the hops increase the the flavor increase the alcohol because by the time it got to where it needed to be going it would be way decreased so it's kind of just like an enhanced IPA and knowledge in particular is uh, uh I'm going to read the back of the can here uh knowledge delivers notes of resinous pine dank sap Pithy grape, <laughs> I just love the word. Dank made its way into there. Pithy grapefruit and ripe pineapple, chewy hops, a zesty punch. This erudite imperial IPA shapens, sharpens, <laughs> per- <laughs> fuck, sharpens perceptive depths into the studious night. That is just gold. That's that's a bio. So, oh yeah, it is, isn't it? So. Um, I've already, I've had this before, so I know that I do like it, but I will, uh, take a little sip here anyway. That beer is more interesting than me. (laughs) Same here, man. It's, it's kind of upsetting. My, my eulogy would not be as interesting (laughs) as that beer bio. Yeah. You just need to get Ryan guys to write your eulogy. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I pronounced it wrong by you googly. (laughs) You googly. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) <laughs> sorry you tasting all that dank sap oh yeah it tastes like dank sap for sure 
stinks out, um, bro. No, it's actually, it's uh, it's really good. It's not too, it's not overly like hoppy or anything, but it, you, there's just a hint of citrus, and uh, which is mm. exactly what an IPA is supposed to be like. So really smooth, really well, good how, color too. It's like goldish. That is a good color. Mm-hmm. What what's uh what's how, how's it how's it dry like how dry is it? Um. It would probably a little be a little too dry for you because I know you're not into IPAs because of the dry factor, but to me it's it's not too bad at all. Okay, because I've had IPAs where it does a good balance of both, where it is dry, but it also has that fruitiness and that and that citrus flavor to it. So when you drink right. it, it doesn't feel like you're thirstier after it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's hard for me to find. It's it's and maybe like true IPA fans are like this isn't fucking an IPA. So I don't, you know, I don't know, but yeah. Ryan Geist, man, and, Ryan Geist are, uh, kind of, I, I fucking, I fucking love them. I would definitely try too. it because yeah, I've tried sure. beers from them. Like they had a, they have a stout and I don't remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. And to me, the only stout that should really exist is Guinness. So any Naturally. other stout is inferior, but I tried it and it was pretty fucking good. Yeah. Good. Um, um I also want to point out that it's, I'm having an 8.5% beer at 11 in the morning on a Sunday, whereas yeah. I, I, I used to go to church on Sundays, and <laughs> <laughs> now I drink beer and shoot the shit with my buddy Eli. That's church. That's ch- <laughs> church. <laughs> Absolutely. So anyway, Eli, I would like to ask you, what you drinking? All right, what am I drinking? I got an interesting one. There's a lot of details. So I am drinking Leinenkugels. <laughs> So, let me take that one again. Right. <laughs> Scene. All right. Line and Kugel's anniversary lager. Anniversary lager. Okay. Right so on. I'm yeah. And- so I I managed to find a Line and Kugel that is not based around fruit. <laughs> right. I when the only thing that comes to mind when you say Line and Kugel's is their summer shandy, which I can't stand. It's like oh. lemon. Yeah, dude. But that's it. Tastes like lemon drops. Uh, yeah. I, lemon does not belong in beer. I don't know, man. I like it. But yes, Leine, right. the problem with Lining Kugel is that they do kind of make cheerleader beer where it's just so. Yeah. It, I mean, they're, I mean, they're insane. I don't know who works in their marketing part. Like, put pomegranate in it. Put blueberry. Like, I don't fucking know. I think they have a grapefruit one, if I'm correct. Of course they do. Sure. Like, why would they not have it? Um, right. So, but I, but I like it because I feel like some of them, not all of them, some of them are really interesting to drink. And to me, mm-hmm. the Summer Shandy is one of them. Because I think it's a good meld, but we're agree to disagree. It's um, a good summer beer. It's a good summer beer. I would, yeah, <laughs> I, that's the best way to put it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, this anniversary lager. I love lagers, um, and that's kind of why I went for it. And uh, this is not my first tasting. I had a few last night, and I've been drinking it during this whole conversation. Yeah, uh, that's that's a really good color too. I like that. It's like a reddish. Like I w- I was not expecting that from a Line and Kugel beer. I don't know for whatever yeah. reason. I just kind of associate Line and Kugel with like well, just their summer shandy. So just I've yeah. never been a huge fan. Yeah, no, but exactly. That looks good. Yeah, no, it's a really good color for a lager. And I would say that this is honestly, um, I don't know if I could really be like this is the best lager I've ever had. Not quite, but it is good. It is a little bit. Um, strong it's stronger on the hops than i kind of mm-hmm. recall lagers mean like kind of kind of hopping mm-hmm. um but it, it is good it's only 5.4 percent, so not as bad okay um yeah however yeah. the six pack i did get uh expired december 18th of last year hmm so that could be some of the weird flavor i'm getting that, uh, that could be it that could be it but it is good it is good. It's not bad. Good. I feel much yeah. more comfortable uh, with this beer. Also, shout out to Dublin, Ohio. I'm using a snifter. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I've got my, my three Floyds pint glass in Munster, Indiana. Also, shout out to them. They make some good beers besides zombie dust, people. <laughs> There's uh, more to life than zombie dust. Yeah, I, yeah you're, you're right, because I've had <laughs> some that is... Isn't what didn't that one I get that was like the fucking snake on it that I had? Oh, they've got the coolest packaging, probably. Yeah, I think it was them, man. That I need to find that bottle because it's been a while since I've looked at it. All right, Mitch, let's get into it today. 
I get to ask the question, what you thinking? Uh, my, wait, so now here's the thing I don't understand. What you thinking? Who's thinking what? Am I thinking because I thought of the question? Or um, am I asking you, what you thinking about this question? I think, I think it's, I'm thinking because you're asking me what you thinking about this subject. But I mean, yeah, well, I guess we're both thinking. <laughs> I would like to think so. <laughs> oh, all right. Keep that in. Keep that, of all course. Right. <laughs> all right, Mitch. What you thinking? So about this particular, we I gotta work on the thing. Anyways, so C.S. Lewis has this. I couldn't find the, the direct thing, but he talked about joy, okay? Mm-hmm. And he talked about, in his mind, the only time he had experienced true joy was as a child. Um, there was like this. A box that someone made. I don't remember it well enough, but it was this box. It was kind of like a diorama, mm-hmm. and it was all. It was like this, like foresty diorama with all these gems and stones and like vegetation. And he said it was shown to him, and the sun hit it, and he said that he it, it was the most joyful experience in his life. And he said that he never experienced true joy unlike that moment. Um, which is depressing. Um, but my yeah. question to you is when is a time in your life that you experience like true unrequited joy? And do you think you can experience something equivalent to that? Um, yeah, that's a really, man, that's, that's a good one. This is, we could go deep with this. Um, cause I mean, right off the top of the, uh, you know, I, it kind of just reminds me of like, uh, uh, the idea that unrequited joy uh if you it's easier to come by as a child because there's not all the context of like also having to deal with uh you know the bullshit that comes along with being an adult so i can definitely see and like look back on my life and think that some of the my my most memorable joyful times were definitely as a kid because that's what being a kid is all about like having fun with your friends and stuff um, so I, my mind wants to go there immediately, but, um, I think, man, the, all right. The most joyful time I had ever had in my life was, and, uh, I, I, when I went to see you two, <laughs> I, I have to, I <laughs> okay. have to talk about it again because like, that's the one time in my adult life anyway, that, uh, I was just like, kind of. It was at Soldier Field, so the whole like, the the whole experience was surreal. It was larger than life. I was seeing this band that was larger than life. Bono is pretty much Jesus. So, and there were like, and they filled out Soldier Field, which is like thirty thousand people. I want to say something like that. So, so maybe more. Uh, so thirty thousand people were all in there just singing along to U two songs, and it was like the most harmonious experience and. Um, every, yeah, everyone was just singing along. I, I was in, it was in an awesome city with my awesome wife and we were just, you know, um, and just for that one like moment where everybody was singing along, like I've totally forgot about the problems that, you know, you have and everything. So I would say that is probably my most joyful time, uh, as an adult. I don't think that was a really good answer, but. Um, no, I, I, no, I think that makes a lot. Of, I mean, you know, you know, it, I, I don't think it matters like what band or right. whoever it might be. You know, music has that ability, and I think, I mean, if I, so, if I went and saw you two as like maybe not their biggest fan, yeah. I'd have a fucking blast, dude. Oh yeah, I, yeah. you know, Sunday bloody Sunday, and I, I'm <laughs> right. right fucking there, right? And that's kind of how know? Erica was too. Like, I mean, we weren't the biggest fans going into it, but once we left, we were just like that was an experience unlike any other it was it was a once in a lifetime kind of thing where um you get to experience this larger than life production where like so much thought and work went into it and yeah i don't i don't know so but we definitely left huge fans uh yeah yeah no i i think that's i i think that's a really good example and i think like you brought up a good point of how being an adult and maybe just dealing with like the 
you know, the mundane aspects of adult life, it can kind of bring you down a little bit because it, mm-hmm. it, it's, it just, it's hard to feel like some of the things you do in as an adult is really that important. Like, I don't know, do like, I, you know, nobody's answer would ever be, I did my taxes and it right. went really well. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that stuff's really not important, but you kind of have to do it as an adult. Yeah. And you just kind of, you, you become jaded of it too. Like I, I definitely, yeah. you know, during, I, during college was a big like moment for me where I kind of realized like everything is not as I thought it was like in high school when I thought I could rule the world. Like, you know, your parents tell you, you can do anything you set your mind to. And then you get to college and see like how actually people live. And you're like, that's not true at all. Like, um, and people are just genuinely shitty sometimes. And it really just kind of wears down on you. It teaches you a lot. And for me, that didn't happen in college until college, but yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's fair. I think that's a, a big time, in people's lives where they have that realization. And, and I don't, you know, I think that, I think part of being an adult is taking that realization and then also coming to peace with it and being able to be like, okay, I, I, you know, I'm an adult. Life has not turned out the way I necessarily thought it would. Um, Oh yeah. It's actually pretty fucking hard to be an astronaut. So I probably should have started that when I was 12, if I really wanted to do it. Um, however, you kind of make peace with it and you also understand that you're fortunate because to me as an adult, I look at the small stuff in my life and I'm really happy about, cause I'm really happy that I have at least somewhat of the time or the means to like do this with you. Like some mm-hmm. people don't have this option, right? Yeah. Some people can't just sit around and drink a beer and bullshit with their best friend because they have to work, you know, 17 hour days every day to pay yeah. their bills. So you know, that as an adult, once I realized that, like, the small things are a little bit more important than you thought they would be, mm-hmm. like, you know, just having a bed and having, like, people that care about you and shit is actually kind of important. Yeah. Um, You kind of make peace with the fact that, okay, I'm not an astronaut, but I have these things that afford yeah. me the ability to just, you know, like, go and do what I want today. I could, you know, I have yeah. a day off work. I could go do what I want. Maybe for some people that's, like, way too minute to really be happy in life. But I mean, I don't know, man, like it just seems like if you could really follow a dream like that, like something really big, then that's awesome and mm-hmm. more power to you. But most, it, it's like, what's uh there, there's that really famous quote. I really wish it, what it, who, who it was by, I wish I remembered more about it, but it's like most people live, most people live lives of quiet desperation. Hmm. And I think that's true to, it's super fucking depressing. And I'm like, well, you know, I mean, still go out and do things you want to do. I mean, like try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think another huge part of like, you know, becoming an adult too, is like realizing that, um, just because you're not where you thought you would be, you know, 10 years ago, like now doesn't mean that you failed, but also like your priorities are changing all the time and should be changing all the time. Like I, I never thought I would, I, I didn't really want to do the job that I'm currently doing. That wasn't ever really, you know, uh, I wouldn't consider that a win. My 16-year-old self would be like, uh, I'm going to be in sales. No, thanks. I just <laughs> put a gun in my mouth. Uh, right. But, you know, now as a 26-year-old, you know, man with a wife and a small family of a pretty cool dog, uh, your priorities <laughs> change and you, and you realize like, well, I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll bust out, you know, doing, uh, doing sales 40 hours a week if that means that it affords me the the time and financial means to do what i want you know outside of work uh i can take vacations to cool places you know the that that allows me to do that so right now that's my priority is taking care of my family and enjoying life outside of work whereas when i was 16 my priority was having a badass job like a rock star or something like that so yeah yeah, I think that sums it up pretty well. Um, I, I think that's a really good way to put it. And I think that what's cool is that, you know, music gave you this joy as an adult that is really hard to find because you're so hindered by day-to-day things. Like, like taking care of your family. Not that it's a hindrance, but it's a responsibility. Yeah, yeah. And you got to live up to that responsibility. But music, as it tends to gives you that ability to kind of, you know, be free of that for a little while or 
to kind of have it like i guess pay off in a weird mm-hmm. way yeah um and i think that's really cool whether it be like you two or justin bieber or whoever you know um because i'm pretty sure a jay beebs concert is probably pretty fucking lit like oh, yeah. i'm pretty sure that would be <laughs> a fucking blast too i would go so i, I would go i would try it like <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd go so but that's what i think is that's what I think is really cool about that. So that's mm-hmm. a cool one. So do you think that that U2 concert, cause you went to Chicago, right? That's where yeah, that yeah, was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's cool too. You got to go to Chicago. Um, do you think that if you went and saw U2 again, do you think you'd have that same moment or do you think? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I've thought about that. Because there's people who like followed the grateful dead around yeah. and would see them, you know, hundred plus times. I mean, like, I mean, it was insane because mm-hmm. of that first experience of seeing right. the grateful dead. Yeah. Um, so do you think you two would elicit the same response or? Yeah. I mean, I've, I thought about that because like there was also uh, a show nearby, like a few months after that, that we thought about going to, but ended up not just because of, uh, we don't have money. Uh, so that's a killer, but, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> as you do, but, uh, no, that, that's really good because also I've thought about too, was it just kind of like a, that was like me and my wife's first real, like, uh, uh trip together outside of our honeymoon. Uh, so it, is it part of that still like almost honeymoon experience where like you're idealizing things because like, oh, you're in a new place with a uh, new person and it's all just so fresh and uh, amazing when, uh, but so, yeah, I don't know. I would definitely go to another U2 concert because uh, I, to, I would pay any amount of money to try to recreate that, that joy that I had that first time where just, I forgot about all problems. I was literally crying at how amazing it was. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's really cool, man. I mean, I think I think that's a really cool experience. I thought you were maybe a bigger U two fan going in, so it's kind of cool that you were just like, you know, I like U two. You you know, you might be a bigger fan than maybe I am, but you're like, yeah. hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of like maybe take a little bit of a gamble and go yeah. see him, and, and then I it like really paid off. Part of it was too, like, yeah, I but. But leading up to it, I was a I was a fan of U2, uh, but I was more of a fan of like I've got this like bucket list of musicians I want to see before I die, and U2 U2 wasn't on the list, but. I know some U2 is like their thing is like everything they do is larger than life. All of their concerts are just like why are you doing this? This is unnecessary. <laughs> like they had they had like right. a. I can't remember what they called it. It was like a 360 degree tour or something where they were on a stage in the middle of a theater and it spun around. And like at the beginning of that was the whole thing. Like this, the stage was spinning the whole time. So everyone like, you know, had a really good seat to the show. And at the beginning, Bono was just doing laps around this giant circle. And that was like, you know, unheard of at the time. And they're, they're always doing something like completely unheard of in terms of like live music. And, uh, so it was, it was really more of a bucket list just to participate in something that was like way above the mundane and that certainly lived up to it. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's really cool. That's a cool answer. You know, uh, I, I think that, I think that's the, the power of it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, leave it leave it to you too, man. They're always they're always I you know, I I don't always like them, but they're I feel like they're always fucking right. You know, they always yeah. are like they're just they're fucking you too, man. Yeah, and I don't know what kind of like weird uh I think I think Bono's a Christian, but like that aside, he always just says like the most earth-shattering things but he says that in like a totally like normal tone like like kind of an offhanded comment and like we 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 heard that like at the show like between songs uh just uh between two songs he just uh, he just said uh uh thank at the end of the song is like thank you i appreciate it uh the church is not built with wood or, or something no i'm gonna f- i fucked that up so i'm gonna leave it at that he was like uh the church the church is not built with hands Meaning, like, the church is not a building. We are the church. And in that moment, all 40,000 of us were participating in a act of worship, worshiping music. And that was just, like, so mind-shattering to me that as an offhanded comment after a song like that, he was just like, yeah, I'm going to drop some knowledge, and like, it's nothing, and then just go on about my business. Like, 
that's why I always say Bono is Jesus. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean that that sounds like something Bono would yeah, say. Right. Um, no, they are really interesting. I, I've seen a couple like documentaries that they've been in, and 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 they do really have like a pretty interesting view on things. And I've thought Bono could be a little misguided from time to time, mm-hmm. uh, like I don't know, like wanting to help starving african children and he does but he has like 500 dollars sunglasses on. right I mean, it's yeah just, yeah Bo it's Burnham just a weird thing idea. but he yeah. does try and i think that that's more than a lot of people do mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I i've come around on youtube i respect him a lot more than i used to um, that's all i ask but fuck that song <laughs> it's a beautiful day dude that song is amazing I fucking hate that song. Dude, if that song song comes on in the radio in the summer and you're just picture yourself because this happened to me. That song came on the radio <laughs> and I was driving and like the windows down, it was hot, my car doesn't have AC. So it was just kind of a shitty day and that song came on and I was like, "It is a beautiful day." God damn it, Bono, I love you. <laughs> oh so, god. Yeah. Uh, fair um, enough, fair enough, I guess. Maybe it will happen to me. It hasn't happened yet. I'd like to, I'd like to hear kind of your take on this. What do you think is the most joyful kind of experience of your life that you look you look back on and Yeah, I mean, I didn't really think I probably should have thought about it more. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I don't want to sound depressing. I don't think I've had very many mm-hmm. um of just that kind of joy. Um and we could talk more and more about the definition of joy, but that just seems like way too deep right. and not that we're anywhere qualified to talk about. I mean, I think, I think that I've had similar experiences like, like you had, uh, but on a smaller scale, mm-hmm. um, because to me, a lot of, a lot of the feelings I think I could go to that would, that I could best describe as joy is like playing music with my friends, mm-hmm. like any band that I've, that I've been in or people I've played with, even when like you and me have played together, when we, when, when I've worked on something with somebody for a long time and we're like trying to get it to work, trying to get it to work, it's not really working. And then it finally clicks. And then we could go back and play that song or, or work on that song. Like that was always really joyful to me Mm -hmm. because music is kind of that great equalizer of you kind of like, even if like you and that person, like I know for you and me for a long time, we didn't really know each other that well. So when we would work on music, it was always really kind of interesting, also slightly challenging because it's like, I never wanted to like offend you. Cause right. I, mean, I don't know this guy that well. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to write this song and make it as good as I can, but I don't want to, I don't want to offend him right. or like take control or I don't want to like, you know, I'll also do the opposite, not have any input. So like, but when we made, like when a song came together, it was just like, wow, that, you know, that it was really awesome. And I think it's like little small sprouts of joy of putting time and energy into it. And then when it finally worked and then kind of just unabashedly running through that song without much care about anyone else or anything else. Yeah. And that being the most important thing in your life at that moment is playing that song that you just like wrote, you know? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a beautiful answer. Cause that's what like being an artist is all about. Like you are the most joyful when you are taking part of the art that you are devoted to. And that's what brings you joy and there's nothing else will really compete with that. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there we go. Joy figured it out. Next thing. Nailed it. Next. Nailed it. Um, all right. Well, I, th- I think that's a good answer. I, I think that that was uh, a, a little beautiful. I didn't yeah, expect such a, so too. such a nice, a nice answer. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's move on. Let's, let's wrap this, uh, let's wrap this up. We'll move on to right. uh, Mitchell Daisy. What are you cranking? Okay. So I've been cranking <laughs> dashboard confessional. <laughs> I knew that would get a good response from you. Fuck. <laughs> You over medium uh, <laughs> egg wanton son of a bitch. You know you're gonna learn a lot of things about me on this podcast. Uh, some not great. I've learned a lot. I really have already learned quite a bit. Uh, no, dashboard. So dashboard was like one of my favorite bands in like junior high, ninth grade, just because they're all about that like uh, emo. Like uh, I mean, when you're an emotional 
14, 15 year old, it just really resonates <laughs> right. with you. So, right. uh, yeah, it, it, it meant a lot to me growing up. And uh, they just actually just put out a new album Friday that I've been listening to all weekend. So um, it's pretty good. I suggest uh, you check it out. I mean, not you. You would hate it. But uh, well, listeners. maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, you o- never know. The only, the only, it, it is, it is definitely one of those. Like they have some, like some, some radio hits on there that are more poppy. Like it, it's got some definite dashboard roots that are like, oh, this is this is Chris Carabas, like definitely. But he has also gone the way of like pop radio a little bit, as everyone is doing. But that's you know that's what that's yeah. what you do. You you grow up yeah. and change, and you you have to put out what is, you know. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. I mean you're right. I mean I got you got to pay the bills a little bit. Right. But I do like I remember we talked a little bit about like Weezer's latest album, and me not liking it mainly for that reason. I was mm-hmm. like, this doesn't even this doesn't sound like Weezer. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not like original Weezer at all. And and I hadn't kept up on him in a long time. Like you know I liked him when I was probably like that age. Like that's when I was really into Weezer. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was really out of the boat. I heard singles here and there where I'm like, that sounds really cool. That kind of sounds like that that sort of nerdy garage rock band that I used to listen to called Weezer, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, man, that last album is so produced and so kind of fucking not that yeah that it's hard to get into so i you're i mean you gotta you're right i mean i think every band should change but yeah it's just when they go the route of what everybody else is doing right it's hard for me to get on board yeah that's that's exactly um, right because i i was trying to you know give them the benefit of the doubt there for a while too and saying like uh you know the bands are going to change because people change and that's what they do and that's what you want them to do uh right that's the goal for people um, so that's why I was kind of giving them a lot of grace, uh, with this new album. But now actually, now that you hit it on the head, like, is it actually really growing if it's doing the same thing that everyone else is doing? Yeah. If it's in line with the sound of the time, right? is that really, are you really progressing or are you just following a trend? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, so, um, Sorry, not not to, I have not heard the Dashboard Confessional album, so it could be really fucking good. I don't know. No, that's but. fine. It's it's pretty good, but no, I I basically I, I I straight up told you there's some like radio hits on there that I'm not a fan of, but it's right. it's Dashboard and that's that's good to me. So that's all that's important. <laughs> that's all, yeah, for sure. So it, it just it's one of those things where uh, you you hear something as a kid and it means a lot to you, and it, it's really more of just like kind of reminding you where you were in life when you first heard it than it does the actual music so that's fair and i i i could definitely respect that i feel like every new foo fighter album kind of does that for me yeah yeah um i i like almost every new foo fighter album Mm -hmm. um so every time a new album comes out i may feel weird about it at first but then i pretty much always end up loving it right right um but yeah it kind of always brings me back to like when I got into them and then every time they came out with a new album, I was like super, I, I mean, I was unbelievably excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So what I am cranking, uh, I kind of have a couple. The reason being is because I have another hip hop artist. I want to, I want to plug. Okay. But I, you know, I, I'm going to try to not just listen to like my hip hop people because I'm trying, I, I want to bring different stuff. Mm-hmm into it um but the the guy right now my hip-hop guy i'm listening to just dropped a new album we were talking about him before the podcast his name's greaves um he's on rhyme sayers okay entertainment and i think that if anybody fucking likes hip-hop listen to rhyme sayers entertainment like because that label has so many fucking good independent rappers yeah yeah you you really turned me on to them it's fucking insane. It's yeah. they're they're always good. Now, granted, it's a lot of kind of like nerdy white dudes. <laughs> um, so I guess if you're not into that, but I think what I like about the Rhymesayer guys is that they really don't take that music and appropriate it. To me, I think it's really like uniquely from their each artist's individual perspective. Mm-hmm. So I think they all have something to say. I think everything they say is different depending on who it is. 
um and it's really not pandering mm-hmm. yeah, and that's yeah. why i like that label it's no no one that works on the beats or works on their marketing or however any of that works none of it's pandering okay, it, it, yeah. i really think it's always honest i think they're always coming because greaves is kind of that guy where you hear his voice and and, and him uh rhyming on the on a record and you with then when you see him it's almost comical because he is just a nerdy white dude like it's comical in a way mm-hmm. but the stuff he talks about in his song content and his like lyrical content is pretty fucking honest and kind of brutal like even towards himself and i think that's fucking awesome so i don't think he's trying to pretend to be anything that he's not and on top of that his songs are just fucking catchy as shit this new album is like five, like he's just he's hungry. He wants it. Like you could hear it. It's cool. The beats are all like I listened to like three songs, and every beat was super different than I thought it would be. So it's I haven't finished the album, but it's fucking cool. So okay. but even his even his backlog is good. So Greaves definitely hip hop artist. You should definitely check out um, my other smaller plug that I've been listening to that is not hip hop is. The man, the myth, the legend, Harry Nelson. Oh, okay. Great choice. Yeah, which for a long time, I grew up with his music constantly in the background and like mm-hmm. barbecues and shit and yeah. never really knowing who he was. But for those who don't know, Harry Nelson wrote uh, Coconut, which is the lime in the coconut mm-hmm. song, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He also wrote Jump Into the Fire, Yeah, which... I guess to really sum it up the best way is I don't know if anybody's ever seen Goodfellas, the Ray Le- the part where Ray Liotta's running through his busy day and it, and it's like do 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 that fucking song that plays through all that. That's Harry Nelson. Okay, he wrote that. He wrote a uh, fucking another. I don't have my phone. Another fucking song that is like oh th- uh, one is the loneliest number. He okay. wrote that. Um, and he's just, he's fucking incredible. He just, he writes hits. Like he's just fucking, here's, here's a song nobody's heard before. I mean, he's incredible. He's fucking amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, check him out then. He's, he, you should. I'll, I'll go back and put the lime in the cooking. <laughs> Read a um, bowl. He's just super original. That's why I like him. Okay. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Do that. Cool. Well, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. right on man yeah sorry i was just trying to check out harry nelson real quick to see if he's done anything else that i'd heard of but i really don't think so so i'm obviously he, he may I've heard have. Of him. yeah it, it's he has like a bagillion and i don't even know anything about him that's the fun part i don't know if he's alive i don't know if he's dead <laughs> i don't know like he did do a couple albums with john lennon oh wow yeah so those are pretty good too but yes. Anyways, <laughs> this went well. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so too. All right. Well, also real quick, I guess like thank you for people who may have listened to this. But we're trying to record a few before we even put them out because we want to have an established amount for people to listen to. So. We have zero feedback <laughs> at the moment. So if you listen to these, awesome. Thank you. I'm having a blast doing it. So right. I think I think we're just going to do it either way. Yeah, we're going to do it. So fuck you. We don't need you. Yeah, I, I, right. I, we don't really I appreciate need your fucking you. approval. I, I appreciate you listening, but at the same time, fuck off. <laughs> just fuck off. Just don't. Just, you know what? Don't listen to it. All right. You know, turn it off now. Turn it off unsubscribe i've heard that the key to a successful podcast is to alienate your audience and tell them all to fuck off so that's what we're trying to do here yeah yeah is that some sociopath tell you that <laughs> yeah you know i googled it <laughs> i googled it ah uh, yes true um all right well yeah thank you so we'll we'll try come back episode three next week brand new set of questions all right, can't wait. <laughs> I never know how to end these things. I'm so sorry. It's, you need to just like cut it off mid sentence. <laughs>